0: Whoa, cool. Did you wow. see that? Wow. Neato. Whoa. Oh hey, I didn't see you there. Uh yeah, we were just uh having a little bit of fun playing a video game, but uh yeah, welcome. Uh this is uh the uh, Life in Space podcast. Uh, Well, we uh, have an interesting episode for you today. Uh, We're going to go down to Earth and uh, see what audio surgeon is doing in the backyard. Uh, It looks like he's uh, planting some... uh, What do you call those things on Earth? It's uh, plants. Yeah. uh, In a garden. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Uh, So, anyway, uh, we'll go back to doing what we're doing, and uh, we'll zoom you back down to Earth, and we'll see you on the other side. So, Thanks again, and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Outback episode. Yeah, that's right. We're out in the back. This is the Outback podcast where we basically tell you what's going on in the backyard, news and updates, things like that. Ah, And just having a good time in the backyard, enjoying the weather. And again, I cannot believe that in the middle of February, where I'm at, the weather is absolutely amazing. I cannot get enough of it. It is the perfect weather you could possibly want. And uh, yeah, there's been some weird weather going across the country lately. So (laughs) it's a real fortunate thing right now for us that the weather is good in our area. Now, as for the ice and all that stuff, whoo boy, screw that. But since the weather is good, I will tell you what is going on now. It is really cool because we're going to talk about gardening. Yeah, the big old G word gardening, huh? All right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, when the weather's good outside and the sun's shining, the water's spraying, it's always fun to grow some stuff. Yeah, whether it's going to be, you know, trees that produce fruit, or if it's going to be, you know, some sort of vegetables or flowers, you know. And especially in the Outback, there's been some big developments in the backyard. So, we'll go ahead and get straight into it, and we will talk about the Outback. So, this is Life in Space Outback, gardening edition, okay? Alright, yeah. So, Pretty much everything is getting fertilized right now so we have put down some soil in the garden that is a topsoil for gardening trees and for gardening like certain things like fruit trees, uh, aloe vera plants, Uh, we also have uh, rose bushes, grapes, we have a gigantic grape tree if you call it a tree I guess but it is enormous this thing goes pretty much from the garden and goes out sprawls onto a big uh, trellis over here where we have it all tied to and the cool thing about this is that it is healthy and it is going to produce hopefully some really awesome grapes this season so I cannot wait for that that'll be really awesome because last time uh, it did produce some grapes but they were super super teeny tiny and the birds got to them by the way so Tip number one, when gardening, always make sure you feed your birds, they will go straight for your garden. Oh yeah, they will go for your grapes. They will go for anything they can pull out such as seeds in your garden. So if you plant seeds in the garden, they will roughage through there. They'll take the little claws and they'll scratch just like little chickens do. And they will eat your seeds in the garden. So it is very, very important that you put seeds out for the birds because it ain't very fair. You're basically putting seeds in the garden and they think it's theirs. So you definitely want to put seeds out for the birds as well. And it doesn't cost that much. I mean, come on, just go get a bag of seeds down at the tractor supply. It's like 12 bucks, I think for a 35 pound bag of seeds. And if you don't need that much seeds, if you don't have a lot of bird traffic, you can do even with a $7 bag. You know, that's probably like at least 20 pounds of seeds. That's more than enough. So, yeah, you want to make sure that the birds don't get in your garden and start eating your plants and your seeds. So, that is tip number one. And the dog, I think the dog has a tip too. He's he's barking right now. So, we'll just, uh, we'll tune in for a second. Yeah, okay. Well, he wanted to say that, so he got his word out and the great thing is that the grapes like i said hopefully those are going to do really good so that'll be really awesome to see if we get some good grapes and the orange tree the orange tree we actually have this orange tree and it is right now growing new branches and they look very very healthy right now these branches are looking very green they're very leafy and the thing about orange trees that you might not really know is that keep in mind if you do plant an orange tree wait a long time before you get oranges so Be patient, because these things, they take time. It is a time-consuming plant. It does not sprout oranges right away. In fact, if you start off with a seedling, don't expect oranges for at least maybe like eight years. I mean, maybe it could be even longer than that. I mean, we've had this, this plant actually was somewhat grown when we planted it. And we've had it probably for about like five or six years now. And it still hasn't quite really developed full oranges yet, but I have a good feeling about this year. So we might get a few oranges. That'd be kind of nice to see how they come out. Supposedly, these are supposed to be very, very sweet oranges too so and not to mention the peach tree we have a fully grown peach tree and this sucker is probably going to put out some good fruit this year so i can't wait to see what the peaches are going to do because last was it two years ago We had a ton of peaches, and they actually were kind of good. They were like, you know, not fully mature peaches, but they did taste like peaches. What do you know? Yeah, it's amazing. And we had probably like at least a thousand of them. I'm not kidding. This plant actually probably produced about a thousand peaches, which is too many. So what you have to do with the peach trees, you have to make sure you prune that tree. You have to prune prune it to the point where you basically want the formation of the tree, how you actually want to see it. And how how long the branches you want. Because if you don't prune the tree, it'll continue to grow wild. And you can grow wild peaches. It doesn't matter. You can actually grow the tree and just let it grow. It'll probably be hanging on the ground. But uh, sometimes they, they they will just, you know, fend for themselves and actually will produce good fruit. But it, it's it's a risk. So you want to make sure you prune the tree. And once you do that, the great thing about it is that it'll produce the right amount of fruit. You know, for the right amount of area that you're trying to cover or whatever. And another great thing is the pomegranate. This thing is quite the plant. I'll tell you that we've had it for a while, but I think this year it is starting to get much more full. This this plant actually, when we first got it, was more like a bush. And the bushling kind of pomegranate tree kind of got out of control in the sense that it just was growing everywhere the tree was kind of like in a mess itself so it it does take a bit of pruning it does take a bit of care and formation as well but uh, we've actually gotten a few pomegranates from it now again none of them are actually mature enough to eat they're they're still very like young and they're kind of sour but you know we'll see what the future has in store for this guy and then of course dill. One of the biggest surprises is that last year's seeds might pop up next year. So keep in mind that the seeds you plant in the past sometimes can pop up when you'd least expect it. So we actually have a nice dill plant and this thing smells so amazing. It is the freshest plant that I've ever seen. It is so nice. The arrow, the what do you call aroma of the dill is amazing and it tastes great with a fresh salad. So it is absolutely scrumptious. This thing is awesome. Dill, it's amazing. You know, if you don't like dill pickles, I don't know where you're from, but that is a shame if you don't like dill. So dill is awesome, is very cool, and the thing that's nice about it is that you can actually continue to keep harvesting it, because the plant itself will keep growing and sprouts. It'll sprout itself every now and then, and you'll get fresh dill. So this thing's actually growing quite a few branches, and I think we'll actually keep getting dill from this thing probably for, you know, until the end of summer, or actually probably the beginning of summer, because it might eventually get too hot for these plants and when it gets too hot that's kind of like the life cycle of the plant but that's why you keep seeds You always want to make sure you have extra seeds on hand that you can plant when the season happens because once the season starts, it's go time. Plant those seeds because you don't want to miss it. If it's too late, they will not grow in the heat. So you want to make sure that you plant them at the right times and check your local listings or whatever on the back of the package shows you when you should actually plant these seeds. And now, for the big news alert, breaking news, okay? This is brand new that we put in. It is a raised garden, okay? This thing was awesome. We actually passed by Tractor Supply, and they had a... Uh, a sale, I guess you could call it on raised bed gardens. And the thing that's kind of funny is that since it's still pretty early, it's the mid of February, um, nobody's really buying it right now. So this guy was on sale and we got it at a great deal. I mean, you'll go online and sometimes you can see raised bed gardens go for over $300. And this thing was actually just right in the price range, about half of what that costed. And the cool thing is that you can always customize, you know, you can actually customize them. You can paint them. You can make them, you know, the way that you like. And the cool thing that I did with this guy is I actually put in my very own water system on it. So we actually took water from the main tree supply that, uh, uh, supplies water to our trees in the backyard. And, um, the trick to that actually is that, uh, you have to make sure that they are, uh, being watered, on their very own separate channel. Uh, now, the way you do that, if you don't know how the gardening, how you do the plants in your backyard, uh, if it's on a drip system or if you have, it's like a thin black, like, how do you call a tube, uh, that you would normally have a drip system on. And those black... Uh, kind of like watering tubes go to a bigger main central like almost like a vein that goes into your backyard and a lot of people probably don't know this if they don't know anything about their plumbing in the backyard uh usually when you have your house built or however however old the house is uh they might lay those down specifically near the main trees so if you check your how do you say if you dig be careful digging um you you might be able to find them and if you find the main line You'll you'll want to always run a new line off of those because if you take an existing water line, such as the ones that are off the trees, you will actually slow down the water uh, pressure. The water pressure won't be very good and then you won't have a very good, how do you say, for instance, if you're using the spray knobs, the ones that actually it's like a 45 degree spray knob or a 180 degree spray knob or even a 360 version, uh, they actually have different ones that spray. And those are the ones you're probably going to want for a raised bed garden because you want to make sure you get coverage of the entire garden. Otherwise, if it's just dripping in one spot, you might not be able to get all the soil wet. And the great thing about a raised bed garden and the reason why they make them is so that way they drain on the bottom. And the great thing is, is when it drains on the bottom, it leaves just enough water for the plants to actually thrive in the soil. And the soil that you want to get is actually specifically made for raised bed gardens. You don't want to use the same one that you use in a, let's say, uh, uh, what do you call a garden that's actually done in the the dirt. Now, um, those ones actually use a specific type of different kind of soil. So the raised bed gardens actually are specific to raised bed garden. How do you call them? Mulch or soil or whatever you call it. They even have like these little white pellets inside. It's almost like these little uh, pellets filled with like minerals and stuff. So I also think that's why this is special because it has those in it as well. Now, you also want to make sure when you plant your seeds that you plant them evenly you also want to make sure that if you do plant any fully plants like that are already developed like seedlings you want to make sure that they have enough room to breathe as well so that is you know kind of a couple of tips on there and the great thing is that you can mix and match a lot of these so you can grow pretty much anything that you want and everything that we have planted in here is going to be 100 organic so that's going to be very exciting as well we decided to go all organic with it And the great thing about organic is that it's going to be really fresh. It's not going to have all those chemicals and things in the actual, like, seed or the plant. So nothing's really been modified or anything done to it. So uh, organic is always great if you can get it. And if you want to go that way, it's honestly really not that expensive to go organic versus, you know, going modified or whatever non-organic is. So um, as far as I know, most time we always go with organic seeds. So, and that's cool, you know, organic is always going to be great. And just a few things that we have in here. Let me see. I think we're growing mostly herbs in the uh, top, how do you call it? raised bed garden. We have a bunch of different herbs. I think we have even more dill growing. We have, I believe, basil. Uh, what else? Uh, let me see if I can take a look here. I know we have a bunch of different kinds. We even have eggplants or red bell peppers, and we also have strawberries as well and uh this actually what's kind of unique is we even found these special flowers that are specific to attract uh like hummingbirds and we put those in the in the raised bed garden as well because apparently it's like a special flower that they that they really enjoy something that they actually like thrive on so that'll be kind of nice maybe i don't know if they actually really pollinate anything but if they do more power you know that's also cool you also want to make sure you've planted at least a few flowers as well because bees bees are always going to help as well if you want to have bees around and they pollinate it's it's kind of a bonus as well so those are just some tips on gardening Uh, try to keep the flowers maybe in an area close by but not necessarily with the rest of your plants that you're growing that you're going to eat so that's just kind of a, a way to, <laughs> you know, like ensure that if you ever do take a plant out, that you're not taking flowers with it and then ultimately eating like maybe some flowers. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing, but I'm pretty sure that you can identify or tell the difference between a flower or something that's like, you know, edible or whatnot. But that's kind of just an update on what's going on, uh, the raised bed garden. And we also did a nice little pathway uh, with these uh they're like kind of like paver bricks, these little bricks that you can put in your backyard and use them kind of like as stepping stones so you're not stepping on all the rocks. You can actually step on these nice little flat pavers, I guess you can call them, and you can actually put them together and make like a whole patio out of them, but uh, I find it really cool that you can just put them in the backyard and just make like a little walkway, and this walkway is so fun to walk on, and you can paint all these things too. Uh, little secret, in fact, if you go to Lowell's, a lot of times they'll actually have what they call like paint that was mixed and people like either didn't like the color or they just, you know, maybe it was damaged in some way and they have discount paints. Now, sometimes these paints go for about 30 to $40 a bucket for just one gallon and you can pick them up for like $9, like a whole gallon of paint for like 9 bucks, and that's, that's a deal. You know, in my opinion, you know, you can paint pretty much anything in your backyard, whatever color you like. A lot of times when the spring comes around, we'll do like Easter colors in the backyard on the uh, the walkways or, you know, sometimes the garden area we'll paint it and it'll just look really, really nice, you know. And it kind of keeps everything kind of friendly and open and bright in the backyard and it attracts a lot of, you know, nature, you know. It's always cool to do that. So nature is just fantastic, you know you always kind of like come up with something creative or something unique every time that you do this so uh you know i definitely recommend it go out there get creative in the backyard uh do something you know outside uh, especially if the weather is good where you're at and i think that you'll just enjoy it and then you know that's that's what i like to do just enjoy nature enjoy the birds enjoy the garden enjoy the police sirens in the backyard too Yeah, unless that's that's a fire truck actually probably. But enjoy that too. Why not? <laughs> you know, go in the backyard and listen to that. It's it's just awesome, I guess, right? Maybe. But uh yeah, and um you know, besides that, uh just kind of like hanging out in the backyard and enjoying it. So, Uh, and also not to mention we also have a lot of nice rose plants too we actually put in a new one and it's like kind of like a orange kind of yellowish rose so it looks really pretty we'll see how that thing blooms and uh, i'm sure it'll be really cool and uh yeah as for that everything else in the backyard's grown good you know we got three oak trees uh a very very nice what do you call it? eucalyptus tree which blooms and it smells so nice oh man like if you never smelt uh, the blooming of a uh, eucalyptus tree you're totally missing out it is just it's so fresh it's so cool you know and not to mention the birds the birds 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 they're in the trees eating seeds and stuff we have a couple of nice uh seed feeders that we have hanging in the trees now that are really cool and the thing that's nice about it to keep them in the tree is that the larger birds, the ones that kind of like prey on the smaller birds, can't quite get into it because they're, you know, they're bigger and they can't quite like get into the seed area, you know, take the seeds out of the feeder. So the small birds get to hang out in the tree. They have fun, you know, they're protected and stuff. And then you can put, you know, maybe like a bird feeder that's like one of those bath water feeder type things and put seeds in that for the larger birds. So that way they don't, you know cross contaminate and getting fights and things because we've seen uh, a few bird fights lately where (laughs) you know somebody that you know took some seeds that weren't theirs or something and then you know there goes a bird fight and so yeah you want to try to avoid those but then again it's nature you really can't be in control of that so it's kind of interesting to see what happens when that does happen so yeah besides that also the hummingbirds oh hummingbird came by right now she's uh we, we actually put new feeder out today actually was it yesterday or today something like that and they are really enjoying it uh, i think we have a new mixture now we did this new mixture with like a pure cane sugar and water and they are really really digging it in fact it looks like they're getting along now. They used to fight all the time when they used to come to the feeder. And one of them would, like, get mad. And then they would, like, chase each other. And now I see two hummingbirds drinking from the same feeder right now all at once. It's fantastic. In fact, let me see. Let's see if I can get a little bit of audio. Let's be very quiet. just flew away yeah i got really close actually that was that was probably the closest i ever gotten to one of them uh they really trust us back here in the backyard it's amazing how much they uh they start to uh kind of like get to know you or it's something like that like to believe it or not like it, they almost like act like they they try to protect you in a way because like one of them was flying around a couple of days ago and they were actually like following uh, my wife ran in the backyard and and whenever uh, like one of the other hummingbirds came around they they would like go chase them and like they were in a fight so it's actually kind of funny it's almost like they're they're trying to protect you or they're like territorial or they something it's kind of funny but but yeah yeah hummingbirds are very interesting especially here they are very very cool and unique but yeah i don't know what else can i say um weather is absolutely fantastic like i said and so hopefully hopefully uh we see even more better weather so and hopefully all this winter stuff goes away that'd be great can't tell you how much winter stuff is yeah i don't know i'm not really a huge fan of winter so yeah so come on good weather let's let's spring out into spring we're almost into uh let me see april here and so wow yeah we're, we're getting there so yeah fantastic trees are doing good the backyard nice And I hope it is where you are too. So enjoy that nature. Enjoy planting. Go out and garden. I don't care what you're doing right now. Get off your butt and go garden. uh, Mow the grass or something like that. Do something. do, Do something productive once in a while. And it'll pay out. You know, it'll definitely pay off and it'll be good for you. You know, you feel good when you do it. It is absolutely amazing. And just to sit out in the sun, enjoy and just have fun. So yeah, and, uh, we'll, we'll probably see it like on another episode in the Outback. Uh, maybe hopefully, you know, in the summer or something like that, or, you know, who knows, whenever I feel like it. So yeah, just, uh, enjoy these episodes. If you do, you do, uh, let everybody know about it if you like it. And, uh, I don't know, we'll see you next time on the Life in Space podga- podcast. So, uh, with that, I'll just, uh, sign out and we'll see you on the next one.
0: Hey, I won that round. No you didn't. Why don't oh, it was mine. Oh, hey, you're back. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some information there. Uh, I certainly do know that, uh, out in space, plants are hard to grow. So, uh, if you do enjoy the show, tell a friend or tell a space friend, you know, uh, that's the Life in Space podcast. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll just end this in. We'll, uh, see you in another episode. Hopefully we'll, uh, talk to you about something very interesting that involves music or gardening, like this one. So, uh, yeah, have a good time, and, uh, Thank you for enjoying the show. So uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.